I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Today's the second hour of us celebrating Mark Ridley Thomas going to federal prison. We hope life doesn't get any sweeter than that. Yeah, he was convicted on a number of charges in his corruption case. Uh, <laughs> really, a special thanks to uh, an FBI special agent by the name of Brian Atkins. He's a well-regarded public corruption specialist who did the big investigation oh to uh, put the case together against Ridley Thomas. Can we get him on the air? I wonder if that's true, Ray Lopez. I don't know, I don't know if they can talk, though. Since he's a, a an FBI special agent, but wow, well, that's true. You're right. Can't... Brian Atkins, and maybe because his case is being appealed, or it will. I'm waited, expecting that to happen. Soon. I waited 24 years for this moment. I, the first time had any interaction with Mark Ridley Thomas, it, it, it I just instinctively knew this guy's a crook. This we guy's will. a crook. Oh, and remember, remember the the when he was in that uh, scandal when he was spending lots of taxpayer money on renovating his office. Yeah, when he first became a, uh, a supervisor. Supervisor, uh, yeah. I think that was two thousand and eight. He got elected to the board of supervisors and immediately began spending money from his chest of uh, yeah. taxpayer money on renovating his offices. And he got caught, and it was a big scandal, and he was all pompous, and it was uh, just this big loud blowhard. Uh, all, you know, he's always being persecuted. Well, we'll do another victory dance next hour. We'll talk to uh, an attorney for more details on the case and what we can learn further. Right now, though, we turn our attention to people who act up on your flight. 
Uh, I've never been on a flight where things got really ugly. I've had a few small situations, but not one where you know we had to take an emergency landing or something like that. Usually, uh, no-fly lists are about you know terrorists. It'd be the good old days, right? We're worried about nine eleven. Yeah. But now, in in more recent years, particularly during the pandemic, there've been some really crazy people on the planes trying to open the emergency exit doors. Drunk, some guys dropping their pants, uh, molesting people. Uh, you know the whole list. And sometimes flight attendants get attacked. Anyway, there is a uh, group of lawmakers in Washington, D.C., and apparently it is Republicans and Democrats working on a no-fly list. Uh, let's get the details from Justin Finch, ABC News for KFI. Justin, welcome. How are you? Uh, pretty good. And the uh, key word here is bipartisan. That there's support from both parties, uh, from both chambers of Congress, who are behind this Protection from Abusive Passengers Act. I was introduced first last year, didn't get very far that time, but they are thinking this time it might gain more support. This would create a federal no-fly list uh, for passengers who are fined or convicted for assaulting crew members or other passengers on board an aircraft. It would also empower TSA to create and also manage a program that would bar those passengers from flying again uh, based on the length of the the ban will be based on the length of the severity of their offense. So the the worse for the offense, the the worse their ban would be. Which short words there. Uh, so the FAA has been counting from 2021 on uptick in the in air incidents, uh, counting nearly 6,000 unruly reports in 2021. The FAA that same year looking into more than 1,100 serious incidents. You might be asking, well, what's happening currently? Well, the FAA, TSA, and the Department of Justice do have a program to deter and punish these passengers for these incidents. But this bill gives more civil and criminal leverage to those agencies uh, to, in effect, go harder at these offenses. Yeah, I I understand, Justin. I think the airlines kind of have their own separate no-fly list, but they don't really share them. Is that true? That's right. So this would make it federal, right, uh, across the board. You could perhaps have a, a case on Delta and be able to fly American Airlines. Uh, so it does shift from airline to airline. Uh, this would make it federal. All, all of these airlines would have access to these bans and fines and fees, and they would be able to say, no, you, you can't fly. Uh, by empowering TSA, who get all your information anyway when you fly, uh, they would also be able to flag you as a passenger and prohibit your access to a flight. Has there been any talk about getting uh, some kind of uh, officer on board to take care of a violent or unruly passenger? Because so often these guys have to be taken down by the other passengers. And I don't understand. It can't cost that much money to put a guy on a flight in one seat so that he could restore order. Because when you have thousands and thousands of these incidents, it's, it's clear you need some kind of authority there with a loaded weapon. And also very clear, too, that the crew members want to see that as well. Uh, we heard from flight attendants who were talking about uh, just some really harrowing stories about being attacked and spat on by passengers on flight. Uh, one hurt so badly, she was hospitalized for 10 days after the incident. Uh, a Frontier Airlines flight attendant said one time she tried to break up a really bad fight between two passengers, and the one passenger who actually instigated the, the fight 
They called the authorities on. But once the plane landed, he was able to get by law enforcement. So this bill would uh, plug holes like that and perhaps next time, if there ever is one, have authorities right there at the gate to take care well, of the Yeah, they're going to put somebody on, on the plane because you got a flight attendant. She's five foot two and 100 pounds. And you've got guys who are 250 pounds wailing away. Uh, I mean, you're asking for one of these women to get killed. I, I just yeah, don't get I, it. Well, plus, and, plus, they feed them alcohol the whole flight. Yeah, I wondered about that, the alcohol issue here. Well, someone asked me today, you know, is there any provision in this legislation about alcohol? I told them none that I could find. Oh. I'm sure that the airlines and the airports want to see if this would work first before they have conversations about suspending alcohol sales at airports. You might recall through the pandemic, Southwest actually stopped that, right? And that didn't go over well. <laughs> well, because it's some people needed to be sedated. They think it's uh, something no. that makes them feel a little calmer when they're afraid of flying. No, it's just they want to get drunk because they're away from home. From home and oh, and the just... airlines probably have a good markup on the alcohol. Probably make some good money have a good those drinks. markup on everything. Uh, Justin, would this be retroactive? I mean, if this were to start, say, next year, would it include offenses from the past or would it be starting from ground zero? Uh, by every account, it would start from ground zero. We, there is already a foundation for this, right? You are able to be uh, not only penalized and fined, but, you know, prosecuted for actions on plays. The, the real linchpin here is for you to be flagged by this system. So as this gets kicked around Capitol Hill, there is perhaps a chance that eventually, as they go back and forth, they may ask for provisions like that or perhaps extend it beyond the aircraft into the airport. We see the videos of people freaking out at gate. Perhaps it could encompass that, too. So there's still lots of room to uh, fine-tune this bill before it's finally pushed up for a vote. Now, what are the objections to? You made a good, a big point of saying it's finally bipartisan here. I mean, are there objections to something like this? Well, the last Congress, it didn't really get enough support to move forward for a vote. Uh, you know, different Congress, different leadership. We had Democrats holding both chambers. Uh, this Congress, Republicans have the House, Democrats have the Senate. And there has not been uh, a lot of common ground for the past several months. So this could be one of those things that they could perhaps knock out together, bring back home to their districts and say, we have been working, we have done something in Congress this session. All right, Justin, thank you so much for talking to us. We appreciate it. All right, thank you. Uh, Justin Finch, ABC News for KFI. The bill is called the Protection from Abusive Passengers Act. And the TSA could create a list of passengers who got convicted. Now, you have to be convicted for assaulting crew members or people on board the, the plane. Why don't they just throw these guys out of the plane? Uh, you do that oh, literally up in the air. Yes, you do that once. That'll take yeah, care of the they problem. They could have a special shoot, right? For That's right. Unruly. And actually... Yeah, there we go. go. Oh, <laughs> they become a splat. There's your cartoon. That's right, no parachute. But you, you mark it very clearly, like uh -huh. a little uh, on the floor of the plane, that right. this is the, the place you go down if you act uh, unruly. Yeah, you do that one time, make a lot of headlines, everyone's going to calm down. Oh, I think people will really find a way to, to stay in line. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, we have something called the Moist Line, which pops up tomorrow during the 3 o'clock hour. There is still time to leave a message for the entire audience to hear. It's your very exciting chance to express yourself in like 20 seconds. 
uh, on the John and Ken show. A lot of the calls are edited. Uh, you can leave the messages in the iHeartRadio app. That's easy to do. Look for the microphone icon. Leave the message there. Or call this toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. It's probably an easy guess that tomorrow during the 3 o'clock hour, we're going to throw somebody into the dumpster, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get stuck, though. Well, we're going to have to get the extra large dumpster. No, it's not going to be the dumpster. Oh, Satan's like a fire? Of course. Oh right. My God, you know how long he'll burn? <laughs> Oof. There's John's hints. We might get uh, shut down. Uh, all right. That's, that's an arson case. We got a lot to come. Uh, we're going to talk. Oh, right now, we're going to play this for you. Honestly, I chose this audio because I think... What it does, it, it simplifies the crazy sides over the gun control argument to its simplest form. Yeah. As you know, after the Nashville, Tennessee shooting, once again, there are people calling for something. Just do something. Right now, didn't didn't Biden, when he came to Monterey Park, issue some executive order on guns? Did he not? He yeah, did but something. It's, it's all... It's no I'm, what I'm saying. It stuff. didn't stop the next shooting, right? No, it does. No, none of this does. In fact, I read today in the New York Times. Finally, everybody came clean. The Times actually published this, saying that Joe Biden said there's nothing more he can do uh, about uh, guns. He's got no powers left, and the Republicans said we are not going to uh, pass one more law against gun ownership. Both of them said it unequivocally. We're not, we've done all we're going to do, say the Republicans, and Biden said there's nothing more I can do. No. So it's a dead issue. It's, 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 just peop, it's now people publicly bloviating so they can raise money for themselves or their organization. That's all, by, by selling a hot-button issue. Well, what we're going to play for you is a uh, Democratic congressman by the name of Jamal Bowman from New York. He was at one point a school principal. So you can probably guess which side of the gun control story he's on. And apparently uh, he's in uh, just off the House floor, like in a hallway. And he just starts yelling about, you know, we got to do something. He's angry with the Republicans. Most of them ignore him. But eventually a Republican congressman from West Virginia by the name of Thomas Massey, West Virginia, engages. And here's how it went. Children at all. And let them explain that all the way up until election day of 2024. Let them explain it all the way up to election day of 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gunless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been a school that allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? More guns lead to more death. More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're carrying the water for the gun lobby. Look at the data. More guns even more deaths. Guns. States that have open carry laws have more death. This guy, this guy's shouting bumper stickers at him. Open carry laws have more death. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That, that's what caused that children are dying. Nine-year-old children. Because the solution is not harming teachers. Have you ever worked in a school? Have you ever worked in a school? 
Have you ever worked in a school? It's a yes or no question. Ask him again. You will not answer my question. Don't stop and talk to me. Okay, I'll bring it down a notch. All right, folks. Have you ever worked in a school? I've got a bill to repeal. I worked in the school for 20 years. I was a teacher. I was standing before you came and interrupted me. I worked in the school for 20 years. How long? I didn't hear. I worked in the school 20 years. 20 years, guys. I was a teacher. I was a school counselor. I was a middle school principal. I was in cafeterias protecting kids. Every day of my career. I, I missed that. How long was he in the, in the school? 20 years. 20? You sure? Somebody, somebody get the clown car. Every school that's allowed it has never had a shooting. Not even an accident. He stays on point. Massey does. Yeah, this, this guy's argument is uh, give guns to the teachers, the teachers and uh, this will go away. Or also have more security. Mm -hmm. You know what's interesting about this argument? It kind of flips. Uh, the other, the crime battles and uh, maybe the homelessness, generally, uh, when it comes to crime, right? Yeah. And we're going to be talking about that after the news at 2.30. Uh, L.A. now has a real problem again with shoplifting. The woke response, progressive, the people that don't like prison is, we've got to look at the sources of this. We've got to figure out, you know, why people commit crimes and allocate the resources to that, not to just throwing people in prison. Whereas the other side's response is just lock them up. As John said, you know, keep them in prison for decades. We don't have to worry if they're not free about them robbing us or killing us. Right. All right. Now, see how this flips, right? Is that weird? This guy, this congressman from New York, just wants to take away all the guns. No guns. Right. Because he says more guns, more death. Right. But the other guy, the Republican guy, and I'm reading some other ones here. Well, we need to do more to address mental illness. We need to have all <laughs> school security. Do you see how the arguments right, kind of flip? Exactly. Right. <laughs> The, the Republicans now are acting like we want to go with the more nuanced and uh, the, the, and the underlying causes yeah. of school shootings. Yeah. Whereas the other side, just take away the guns. That's it. Too many guns. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. What's the last estimate, John? 300, 400 million guns 400 in this million country? guns, yeah. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to. It's impossible. And people hey, like to say, well, they did something like this in Australia. Ain't the no, same place. We've got the Second Amendment. That's not getting repealed. All right, you got 400 million guns. You can't confiscate them. You got a president who says, there's nothing I can do. You got Republicans who say, there's nothing we're going to do. Dead issue. So if yeah. you're worried about your kid, what one one uh, legislator said, um, I'm just homeschooling my kids. That's how I'm dealing with it. There you go. So they're, not, so they're not at school to get shot. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, but you got to, uh, I, I, I don't know what, to, there's nothing else to say on this. Uh, no. And in fact, um, there's no compromise to be had. And you know what else is weird? And this the is tough like, part is, I think a lot of Americans have accepted that there's going to be a school shooting. Yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. there's just, right. you know, we now go through this weird religious ritual of saying, oh, how horrible this is. Thoughts and prayers. We've got to do something. It is like strange incantations that people make in church. Right. Oh, yes. Thoughts and prayers. This because is you can't say publicly. Yeah. That's just the way of life here. Move on. Yeah, but that's... that's yeah, that's right. People are going to die in mass shootings because that's America. Yeah. No, one's wanna, no one wants to say that publicly. You want to clear out a room? Say something like that. Say something <laughs> like, hey, you know, this is just the price of doing business. It's like a car accident, right? Exactly. You want to take away everybody's cars so nobody dies in a car accident? Uh, you know, because that's impossible. On top of that, and this is another weird progressive quirk, uh, they, 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 they want to ban guns, and they want tough gun control laws, but for those who violate the laws, guys like Gascon don't want to prosecute them. 
don't want to put them in jail yeah, the, for gun the enhancements, crimes. Right. Well, what's the point of pushing for gun crimes if you don't prosecute when they commit the gun crimes? And that's where they go back to the criminal and the underlying causes. We need to understand why they did this, why they used a gun, and no, it's horrible uh, to give them extra prison time because they've had a hard life in our terribly racist capitalist system. Uh, so we've got to... Blah, yeah, blah, I, blah. I have a headache. Uh, you should. I have a headache. I, I uh, just... Too bad you were in a good mood over Mark Ridley Thomas. And I know. Well, I never sorry. got any champagne. I wanted to celebrate. Champagne gives me headaches, actually. Yeah, but... It's the one alcohol it does. I don't know why. Maybe it's the bubbles. It's... <laughs> I, think it's I actually it... don't like a lot of drinks with bubbles. It's, although... it's, it's really sugary, too. I think sugary Oh, yes, it is very sweet. Right, uh, lead right. to uh, worse hangovers. Deborah Mark likes champagne, right? Well, you know, my favorite is the Moscato. I, I don't oh. love champagne, but I love Moscato. Did you Bubbly, get, ever get sparkly. Really, really loaded Moscato. on Moscato? Like just no. pass out? No, I, no. no. That's not my style. <laughs> he goes right for it. You ever get really loaded? Like, tell us your worst story of being dead drunk. <laughs> I was naked in the streets. <laughs> and there was an earthquake and I drank more. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
I was naked in the streets. <laughs> oh, no, another one. Oh, is that from the archives? Or did she just say that again? <laughs> that was just seconds ago she said it. No, I know, but not live right now. Correct. He played, he played something off no, of uh, 228. No, right? no she, she shouts that out in the hallways from time <laughs> to time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, is I told right? you I have nightmares every every few months that I find myself naked roaming the streets, and I don't understand mm. what that means. It's very strange. It means you finally lost it, which we know you will someday, <laughs> and you will be like... Some uh, unrealized fantasy, maybe. What's that no, woman that was down in Skid Row walking around nude, that oh, actress? Oh, the actress, Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes, Amanda Bynes right? That's going to be you. I was naked in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just uh, just found something humorous. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been uh, reading the Mark Ridley Thomas uh, conviction story over and over in the los angeles times yes. and uh I, I look for related stories uh and i take we take you back now to uh september 22nd 2020 uh Ooh. headline endorsement put put mark ridley thomas back on the la city council oh the times yeah <laughs> As, they know how to pick them <laughs> to fill the open seat we recommend a familiar face mark ridley thomas as we said when we endorsed him in the primary, voters would have a hard time finding another candidate with Ridley Thomas's experience and knowledge or his long list of accomplishments. His experience is even more on point now. He spent his career focused on civil rights, police accountability, and criminal justice reform. His perspective will be especially helpful as the city council grapples with how to reimagine policing in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2020, yeah, that was 2020. a perfect year for that, right? <laughs> Uh, we're apparently now he's officially off the city council because he's been convicted. Yeah. Yeah. So that means they're going to have to work on his replacement. Uh, Lou Shapiro will join us after the news at three o'clock, a, a criminal law specialist to talk in more detail about the uh, exciting news this afternoon that Mark Ridley Thomas has been convicted in his corruption trial and does face significant prison time again or Applause goes out to the feds because that's who prosecuted this case. And uh, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, they win like 90 percent of them, either a conviction or a plea deal. So we had a feeling that it was not good news for MRT. And uh, he's going down. I, I, Ken, I have some breaking news. This yes. is just coming in right now. ABC News and The New York Times reporting that a grand jury has voted this afternoon to indict former President Trump. Wow. Yep. So the indictment, is, meeting. I, the indictment is reportedly under seal by the Manhattan DA's office, and it will likely be announced in the coming days. <laughs> wow. So, Are they, is, so they're not saying that they're going to arrest him anytime soon? Or doesn't say. Does not say that. Because oh Fox took a survey. He has surged to a 30-point lead over DeSantis among Republican primary voters nationwide. This is working out nice for him in terms of at least getting the nomination. <laughs> This this indictment stuff. Yeah, no, they're going to rally around him. Yep, and fifty-four he, to twenty-four, Trump, according to the Fox poll. He could run even if he's indicted. He can run even if he's convicted. He could run even if he's in prison, and he could serve even if he's in prison. They would have to he go could, through an impe- huh? they they would have to go through an impeachment process to remove him. Oh. I don't know whether or not I root for that or I find that just there, awful. I, I found this fascinating. There's only two requirements. One is that you're a naturally born citizen of the U.S. And the second, that you're 35 years old. There's virtually nothing else. Uh, you, you, you know, there's some waivers, like if you're born in another country but to American parents, you're considered naturally born. 
and you have to be residing in the country for 14 years, but whether you're in prison or not doesn't even matter. Can you imagine the chaos? Can you- uh, <laughs> it's end of days. It is. And then you have feeble Biden probably being the Democrat nominee. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what? Trump debates from a prison cell? <laughs> they have like a split screen? Yeah, he'd be in an Biden orange- ranting about ice cream on one side and Trump in a prison cell ranting about being indicted. And- in an orange jumpsuit. Is he using the phone through the glass too? <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be funny. You know, the reason we're not Trump fans is he's only doing this because he thinks he won the election in 2020 and that's all about revenge. I am so sick of that. Most people are over that. I am so fed up with that. He does have a significant enough following to get him the nomination, though, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he definitely does. I don't know what's going to stop that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm just looking at other news sources. NBC just posted two minutes ago a story that they've made a decision. But yeah, here it is. Wall Street Journal. The grand jury votes to indict Trump. The exact charges aren't known, but they have voted to indict him on something. And of course, for folks who don't know, it's all about the money paid to Stormy Daniels. So, And there's been many people in the legal profession who have been looking at this kind of thinking, really? Because yeah, the I mean- Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, a lot of times these end up just being misdemeanors. Uh, they're all surprised that he's pursued this. It's it's falsification, and they're often federal charges. Of, but this is of, a uh, city, a Manhattan attorney. Falsification of business paperwork. Yes, dealing with how they classified the payments to Stormy Daniels and the the, uh, the hush money. Yeah, because they made payments to his uh, dirty lawyer, Michael Cohen. $130,000 right, on the it, eve of the 2016 election. It was hidden inside a larger payment to Cohen. And it was also paid in uh, in chunks, partly from Trump's funds, partly from his company's right. funds. So, you know, they, they diddled around to, to cover it up. Right. Although there's nothing illegal about paying hush money to uh, a mistress. Or, no, some of them call it uh, like nuisance, uh, yeah, paying off a nuisance claim. Right. So what, what Bragg is supposedly trying to do is tie it to a federal law, which this was a uh, unfair contribution to Trump's political campaign that wasn't properly uh, uh, disclosed. Yeah, disclosed. But that's a federal law. And and Bragg can only file charges under state law. So it's 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 I have not seen anyone who says this isn't a murky case. So that there's it's it's not a clear cut prosecution here. Yeah, here, I mean, here's a short explanation. Mr. Cohen's 2018 federal guilty plea. He admitted to making an excessive campaign contribution to Trump by way of buying Daniel's silence. The money he handed to Daniels to squelch the damaging news was the equivalent of Mr. Cohen donating 130 grand more than federal law allows to Trump's campaign. So that kind of explains it there. Boy, that is right, but that's Cohen's crime. That he committed. Right, but that gives you the details of what's behind this. Right, and then Trump paying Cohen back. It says here, right, starting crime. in 2017, Trump and his trust cut monthly checks to Mr. Cohen to reimburse him for the payment to Ms. Daniels. According to federal prosecutors, the Trump organization falsely booked the checks as payment for legal services that Mr. Cohen never provided, but the, hiding but, the true purpose. But the federal prosecutors already investigated 
this case. They did, yes. And decided not to press charges. Yes, you are correct. It's been known for years and it received scrutiny already by federal prosecutors in the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office. And New York State prosecutors also investigated it. But Bragg has decided to make this a uh, a big deal. Yeah, so, I mean, they must be making this, you know, a felony charge. Um, yeah. And according to the Times, he will be fingerprinted. He will be photographed. He might even be handcuffed. He'll be given uh, the standard Miranda warning. The right to remain silent, right to an attorney. And he wants this to be public, according to insiders. Trump wants to be make this very public, his arrest and mugshots, because he thinks this amps up his people. Oh, he wants to be Jesus. Uh, yeah, you, you were saying last week you think he might go in the back door or something, but I don't think he wants that. Well, they were how. negotiating that. No. You know, the story changed every day. The, the, the Secret Service was negotiating with NYPD and the court police on how to get him without uh, get him in without shutting down traffic in in all directions right. in Manhattan you know is there a way we could do this peacefully with min minimal disruption but it seems like Trump on his own accord wants to make a big public disruption what so a surprise possible defenses Trump may say he just relied on Cohen's counsel that he was a victim of extortion by Daniels he may also say that the payment and reimbursement of Mr. Cohen occurred so long ago the statute of limitations has passed. But apparently prosecutors could argue because Trump has lived out of New York much of the past six years, it pauses the statute of limitations. And New York extended the time allowed to bring charges during the pandemic. Oh, that thing, the pandemic. It's an excuse for everything, wasn't it? All right, so there's your breaking news. A federal grand jury, rather a New York grand jury, Apparently has voted to indict Trump. We don't know specifically the exact charges yet. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Prisons are going to get crowded. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. John and Ken show here on KFI AM640. And we're live on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, where well, you can use that app to connect to the Moist line. The calls will be playing tomorrow during the 3 o'clock hour. So this is one of your last reminders. Use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, to connect to the Moist line or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. So let's do a rundown. Mark Ridley Thomas going to prison, convicted of corruption. And Donald Trump has been voted uh, an indictment by the uh, grand jury, according to the news reports. Yeah, Manhattan in New York City. We don't know the specifics. The news just came out, but they have voted to indict him. And we'll probably learn more about that in the coming hours and tomorrow. We don't know anything about when he's going to be officially charged, arrested, and all that. So there's that drama. He's probably loving it, because uh, as I mentioned, oh, his yeah. poll numbers have really bounced up in the last uh, month over yeah. this indictment stuff. How long? I mean, at any minute now, there's got to be a blast coming from him. I, the only thing the trouble is, like you said, there's better cases involving him. This one, if people actually are going to take the time to read through what it is, might just shrug their shoulders. And, uh, you know, this payment and uh, the bookkeeping of no, this payment this to is, a foreign this person. Is, I, uh, this is trivial. Well, this this is a political uh, indictment. That's what it is. It is, yeah. You know, everybody's playing dirty now. I don't know if you... Saw, but uh, the journalist Matt Taibbi, who was uh, one of the main journalists to expose the Twitter files, mm. the uh, the Biden administration and others putting pressure 
for Twitter to censor. Oh, Certain like the Hunter stuff, Biden stuff, Hunter right. Biden and yeah, COVID laptop, right. and all that. Well, Matt Taibbi was testifying mm. about the case before Congress. At the same time, an IRS agent came to his home. Oh, wow. And he just reported that the other day. So the Biden administration. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Sick the IRS <laughs> on Matt Taibbi. So Too bad he's not better known. That'd be a bigger story. Yeah, I know. But I mean, this this is now uh, how the game's played. It's, it's Can I very use the dirty. word that they love to? They've weaponized. They've weaponized. Weaponized the IRS. I think I first heard Newsom say that. Now I hear it everywhere. They're yeah. weaponizing institutions against us. It's the new cool word. All right, we have a good Deborah Mark story. Well, it's good and it's bad, Deborah mm, Mark. Of course uh, it is. Well, they nabbed another one of these hunters. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, but he had a whole bunch of rare dead sheep in his luggage. In his luggage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sheep? What do you mean rare sheep? You want the whole story, I'll give it to you. Yes. You can yeah. ask me 50 questions or you can wait for the whole story. We What's want the whole prefer? story. Well, get on with it. <laughs> we got a three-hour show. I got time. <laughs> uh, all right, so this actually happened five years ago. He tried to get through San Francisco Airport Customs with eight full or partial animal corpses in his personal baggage. <laughs> his name is Jason Keith Bruce. He's 49 years old from a place called Galt, California. Never heard of that. So what happened was he went to Pakistan to hunt uh, a pretty rare uh, breed of sheep. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's actually called a Ladakh Uriel. U-R-I-A-L. It's an endangered horned sheep, the last of which are in Pakistan. So he hooked himself up with uh, somebody who specializes in people hunting. A recent survey shows there's only 180 of them left in the area where they're hunted. What a nice guy. They're listed as an endangered on U.S. Fish and Wildlife. There's only 180 left in this area of Pakistan. And he took eight of them? Yeah. Yeah, apparently he did. So he paid $50,000 to somebody in Pakistan to help him find the sheep. What? And he went there, and what he wanted to do was bring it back to the U.S. to show it off. What a loser. Just to hang uh, the sheep heads on the walls? Yeah. He wanted to, considered the trophy. So he was the entire I... body or parts of the body into the U.S., so he had to try to get back. So the idea oh, was I... to try to tell customs that it wasn't the endangered sheep, that it was some other animal. But that didn't work. Apparently, they got suspicious <laughs> enough that they they did the testing on the skeletal Sir, remains and determined are those that this was a very luggage. Uriels have the highest order protection on on the website of these endangered species. What oh. is wrong with these people? Meaning, a hunter has to need permission and permits from both the U.S. and Pakistan to hunt and export the animal. So he tried instead to bribe people and make up false documents to get the parts back into the U.S. But he wasn't even going to eat them. He just wanted to hang them on the wall. That's what hunters do. Yes. Uh, it wasn't about eating them. The hunters have like to show people. you ever known anybody who had a... a There's a, men that have these big dens, and you come in there and you see all the stuff hanging on the wall. Yes, the I have and, seen that. You have before. seen that? I had, I had a friend growing up that they lived in Montana, and they owned a ranch, and they had those. They and had animals on the wall. They oh, had you must have been horrified, even though you weren't a vegan I, I wasn't a vegan then. I ate a lot of hamburger, but... Uh, <laughs> I still didn't. I still didn't like that. And then they had like the bear skin. What? What is it? Yeah, bear skin, bear rug. skin rugs and all of that. Ugh. Nah, that's. Uh, I never got the dead animal heads on the wall. They're trophies, oh, as Ken said. This is. I mean, yeah, they're trophies. It's not what you do. I mean, isn't it? A couple of Trump sons do this, right? Don't they? Yeah. Yes. Don't they go to Africa and big yes. game hunt. Yeah, that's disgusting. 
and and they pose with the carcass, which I really the guys who pose. They, they, they hold they, up the head of the dead animal. They and, post photos of them holding up dead animals. I, yeah. And how can anybody like that? Look at us all agreeing on an I, animal wow. story. This is not fun when we all agree. <laughs> Let's go back to you fun. running around naked. Let's not. <laughs> it's a nightmare that uh, I have. So the, the tricky part here was the animals are protected. There was uh, some sort of a treaty that was signed years ago, but the U.S.-Pakistan is part of the agreement. So Because they were trying to figure out, well, he killed this animal in Pakistan. How can we charge him here? But they cited this international agreement on endangered species. So that's what they used to uh, get him. If convicted on all charges, 26 years in prison, Deborah. Good. He could get. And a fine of $550,000. I think we need to do something else to him and hang something else up on a wall that's part of Ooh. him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. They also grabbed a guy by the name of uh, Pierre Danish Ali. Yeah, his middle name is Danish, who runs a hunting outfit and guide company in Pakistan. Now, is he here? Did they actually, they, they, they handed down charges against him. But I don't know if they actually went to Pakistan and grabbed him. But the other guy is from California, and he's been charged. All right, coming up next, we are continuing to celebrate the conviction of Mark Ridley Thomas, the suspended Los Angeles City Councilman. Now he's out on corruption charges. Uh, we'll have more, too, on the Trump story. A grand jury in New York apparently has voted to indict the former president. John and Kenyon, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.